0: Yo, what's good? Um, So this is episode two and it's going to be based around the role of um, a psychologist in my life. So if we just recap from um, the last episode where we dealt with the importance of freedom of expression and in the absence of an emotionally safe environment, it is practically impossible to get in touch with your feelings um, as you are in fright, fright or freeze mode. And in my case, I opted for freeze and block. So this resulted in my inability to feel at all. And it was my coping skill for years, which helped me survive until my parents got divorced. I literally had to train myself to identify my feelings as i learned that feelings are a good signpost that something is not right so safe and trusting relationships are the foundation for a sense of well-being the first step is to recognize this and build from there i wonder i genuinely wonder what what would have happened if my folks had not got divorced but I can't go there. Essentially, the whole episode taught me to be aware of uncomfortable relationships and to protect myself, which is a vital lesson in life. And it could be with a potential girlfriend, boss, colleague or coach. Always be yourself. And if you can't, something is wrong. So you need to watch out. But we don't know this as a child, and that's a problem. This is where the role of psychologists come in and can be very helpful provided you have parents who are open to this option. Luckily, my mom always encouraged therapy. I started off going to a child psychologist when I was just seven years old. I wasn't able to sleep in my own room and I kept thinking that we were going to get robbed and genuinely pleaded with my parents to upgrade our security system. But there was no external trauma that triggered this fear within me my first psychologist helped me immensely i was a young budding cricket fanatic so he told me that one night i should go downstairs with my cricket bat and if i see anyone i should hit them with the bat so what did i do one night i plucked up the courage and went downstairs but guess what nobody was there so I asked myself why I was stressing about this. He had made me laugh and told me that if I ever get robbed, I would have a greater chance of Sachin Tendulkar coming to our house than getting robbed. I made him shake on the fact that if we get robbed, he would give me his house. Through this, I understood how remote the chances were and that my fears were all in my mind. But... I do think that there was a deeper reason, reason for my sleep anxiety. So although I found a way to, re, to remediate the problem, I did not find out the root cause. So the role of that therapist at that time was to help me figure out a way to get this fear to go away. But I did continue to visit this thera- <clears throat> this therapist at ta- <clears throat> at times of heightened anxiety. It wasn't a regular process the other helpful intervention was when my therapist helped me to deal with my sports anxiety i became so stressed when i had to face a ball in my cricket bat in my cricket batting i don't know why but i was so scared that i would go out without scoring any runs so my therapist suggested that i think of a pink elephant every time I go back to distract me. It was a good technique to focus my mind on something different from the actual trigger. Another positive outcome was when my sister and I went to um, the same therapist for a joint session. He helped to kickstart our relationship as we had no verbal contact whatsoever. He just recommended that we started out with small things like saying hello in the morning, However, this was very difficult, but I did create but it did create an ice, an icebreaker. I realized that the root cause of my strained relationship with my sister was learned behavior as a result of my angry feelings, which were um, misdirected to her, as I thought that my mom spoiled her more than she spoiled me. but the reality is that I was too uncomfortable to ask my mom for anything. I never felt ask- I never felt comfortable asking for things. It was too hard for me. However, although this therapist was great, I felt the need to delve into my subconscious mind to unpack the deeply rooted issues which were causing me so much discomfort. So when the divorce imploded, it was a great catalyst to return to therapy as I was not talking to anybody. I opted for psychoanalytical therapy, which is a longer process, but appeared to be more sustainable. My sister had tried that route and she seemed to be making great strides. Unfortunately, the engagement took place during prime time COVID and it was too difficult for me to engage with someone who I have never met, except for over Zoom. It felt artificial. It was not easy telling someone who you have never met your deepest thoughts or fears over a computer screen. We also didn't get off to a good start as she identified a potential danger which I would not accept. So that relationship ended abruptly. So then I felt very frustrated at the thought of having to commence a new therapeutic process as it meant, you know, rehashing my story over again. And it was a story I did not want to talk about at all. So then I started with a new psychologist who I have remained with for the past eight months. We began to explore my primitive feelings and drives, And I learned that what I missed as a child, I would crave in my relationships when I was older. My mom was, the, was not there for me when I needed her most as she was working way too hard and although my dad was there there was always constant friction you never knew what to expect it was either going up or down one day he would flip and the next and the next few days he would be like the best thing ever so in essence i was a child growing up with a volatile father and an overexerted mother But the process helped me to understand my behavior and my obsessive thoughts. It's like a craving I have. I literally crave connections with people, my friends, both boys and girls. Practically, the objective of the therapy is to identify and understand one's behaviors and identify the problem. It is definitely not a quick fix. It is about constantly creating awareness of your traits so that you can manage them properly, and by expressing your feelings to an objective person who is not judging you, you develop by processing the insights of an experienced therapist who is trained to help you make sense of your truth. My therapist is able to question me and challenge my thinking by employing the technique of role-playing, the specific interactions which trigger, which trigger me and help me ultimately understand what is driving my reactions and which and in in an effort to raise my consciousness to the to the problem and it is proving to be very helpful although it is honestly lengthy but in summary therapy has been very helpful in calming me down and getting my feelings out with a fresh and trained pair of ears For me, it is easier to offload to an an objective person than to someone close to me. The stigma around therapy is fading, and a lot of people are now turning to therapy than in the past, so it is really not something to be ashamed of. But going every week can be hard sometimes, as you think, what am I going to talk about? But somehow, you always land up having something to talk about. It is important to have the regular one slot a week where you know that when you come out, you'll be in a fresh state of mind and get rid of that excess baggage in your brain that is wearing you down. And I would encourage anyone who can to go to therapy. Even if you don't think you have problems, there are always things going on which could be fixed or could be better because your mind is always constantly playing tricks on you and making you think that you don't want to think about it. Therapy just helps to relax those thoughts and calms you down, to get rid of that excess baggage. Thanks, guys.